0: Thank <laughs> you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott. I got another fantastic episode for you. We're going back to back, hitting it hard, not quitting. So here we go. Um, got a fantastic guest tonight. We're going to get into some uh, pretty heavy topics, but uh, glad you guys are along for the ride here. So what I want to do real quick is just shout out a couple of ways that you can support the show. Um, let's see. So the website is rebunk.news. I would head over there. Um, you can see all the different video platforms that. Uh, oops, excuse me. That, that I'm on here. So. Right here at the top, Rockfin, Band.Video, Odyssey, Rumble, Bit shoot. I stream live on Rockfin and Rumble, uh, so try and catch those. And, and the best way to keep up to date on those streams is to join the Telegram, t.me forward slash RebunkedPod. Um, you'll see at Rebunked.News all the social media that I'm on, but Telegram's definitely the best place to stay up to date with the show. Um, a couple of great ways to support the show. Right at the top, you're going to see the t-shirt shop, Rebunked.News forward slash shirts. Um, you're going to see all the different designs. I, I, I want to go check them out. Um this is a local T-shirt shop called Big Frog T-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon. They're listeners of the show, so by supporting this show and getting a T-shirt, you're actually supporting a local uh, T-shirt shop that is on the level. Also, uh, the premium content is on Subscribestar. I understand that I failed to upload part two. I, I put a post, but I didn't put the, attach the audio file, so I had to go back and do part two of my journey eastward. But, you know, you guys, five bucks a month, that's a great way to support the show. Um, I really appreciate all of you who are there supporting already. And then, of course, value for value donations at the bottom, debit, credit, all that good stuff at rebunk.news. Okay? Um, I didn't pull up the thing, but uh, truthtrs.com, you guys heard me talk about it a million times. Truthtrs is the uh, heavy metal detox spray, so truthtrs.com to learn more about that. And without further ado, my guest tonight, uh, he was on Truthzilla with us, and uh, he's attorney Brian Festa from WeThePatriotsUSA.org. Brian, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. So um, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of background about yourself? And since we last talked, you've had a lot of uh, cool things, like, you know, very similar to what I just went through. So give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll get into it.
1: Yeah, so I am Brian Festa. I am the vice president and co-founder of We the Patriots USA. We can be found at wethepatriotsusa.org. Uh We exist to preserve and defend and reclaim our rights our constitutional rights our civil rights our human rights um, all across the country we file litigation uh, or we fund litigation more properly properly i should say we fund and support litigation all throughout the united states we have cases right now in uh, connecticut new york florida um, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, Michigan. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We're filing lawsuits all over the country to take back our rights on a variety of fronts. Um, I, you'll see a lot about COVID mandates, about shot mandates, mask mandates, but we also take on things like, I see you're showing our website, we take on things like a transgender curriculum in schools and critical race theory, CRT, Uh, In schools, Uh, Second Amendment litigation fund we just set up. So uh, anything that's in the Bill of Rights and then anything that's a a true civil right, a true constitutional right or a human right, uh, we also uh, will take up that cost through litigation and education. Uh, and people can support our mission at wethepatriotsusa.org that's really the biggest need right now mm-hmm. um you know a lot of people who have never been involved in litigation before don't understand how expensive it is uh, i am a civil rights attorney myself i've worked for years in the civil rights arena and also been fighting for health freedom for medical freedom religious freedom for many years my son uh, was seriously injured by a flu shot when he was only a year old. That's how I got involved in this. My business partner also has personal experience with vaccine injury. Her name is Don Jolly. She's a Navy veteran from 9-11, also a pharmaceutical industry insider, worked at the highest level of Pfizer directly under Albert Borla, who's now the CEO. He wasn't at the time. Um, so she has a wealth of knowledge about the industry and really is, is best equipped to take on this fight. So uh, the two of us joined and informed this company on July fourth of 2020. So we're actually coming up on our two-year anniversary, awesome. two-year birthday. Um, there were some exciting things we're rolling out for that. But um, really, if you haven't been involved in litigation before, you might not know how expensive it is. I mean, each one of these lawsuits runs us between fifty and hundred and a hundred thousand dollars. And like I say, we we have. Uh, a myriad of lawsuits our goal is to have many dozens of lawsuits in every circuit of this country uh, from coast to coast and so if you're running at you know fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a pop then you can imagine uh what the price tag is just for the litigation that of course doesn't pay any of our staff that doesn't you know pay to keep the lights on all that all that would do even if we got that influx of money would just pay for the litigation you're talking to the tune of seven or eight figures that would just be enough for litigation, really. So the needs of this organization are great, but uh, the necessity of an organization like ours at a time like this in the history of our nation is paramount. Is It's just, I mean, it's it's critical to have organizations like ours. And I say like ours because it's not only us. There are other organizations doing great work, but we need as many organizations to remain viable and stay in this fight for as long as possible. And that's not going to be done... Uh, we, you know with just a one-time short-term gain, uh, we have people that have stepped up very generously, but you know un- unfortunately, we can't uh, count on, on them to continue to do so. They may, might make one donation. Someone might make a $500 or a thousand dollar donation one time, but there's no guarantee the next month or the month after that, that there's anything coming in. And so that makes it very, very difficult from a logistical standpoint to plan a budget. And I know this isn't kind of the exciting, sexy stuff you want to talk about on your podcast is budgets and finances. But the bottom line, folks, is we don't have money. We're not winning this fight. Yeah. We are not winning this fight without a major influx of cash. So if there's anyone in your audience listening who has the ability to do that or knows somebody, I'm making the pitch now and I'm being direct and blunt because that's how I am. I don't beat around the bush. I'm not going to tell you I really want something else when what I'm looking for is funding. I'm going to come right out and tell you I'm looking for funding and tell you exactly how it's going to be used because we're transparent with that. Obviously, we're a 501c3 uh, charitable organization. We're a nonprofit organization. And so, in most cases, although check with your accountant, but in most cases, your gift to us is tax deductible, which is big. Um, You know, obviously, people, you know, have that in mind and uh, every little bit helps. I know we're dealing with heavy inflation. We're dealing with an economic downturn with gas prices and food prices soaring, and that's all by design. You know that, Scott. Yeah. Um, And uh, unfortunately, we're dealing with a horrible economy right now. So, the last thing on people's minds is to give to charity. But I noticed you have Elisa Campo's case up there. Elisa Campo, I don't know when this is going to air, but-
0: It's live, we're live right now.
1: (laughs) Okay. One month from today, she turns 18. If she doesn't get on that pediatric kidney transplant list, within one month from today, she will be on a wait list of three to six years on the adult transplant list, because she's turning 18 on July 15th. Okay, that's one month from today. So it's critical that she get on the pediatric list because once she's on the pediatric list, even if she turns 18, she stays on the pediatric list, which is high priority. Mm -hmm. That's a high priority list, which means it could be a matter of just a few months for her to get a kidney transplant. And she's been denied the transplant because she refused the COVID shot on the basis of her and her family's sincerely held religious beliefs against the, they have an objection against the COVID shot. But Helen DeVos Children's Hospital in Grand Rapids, Michigan is not allowing her to be placed on that transplant list until she gets that shot and the flu shot.
0: Mm, Really? Wow, man. It's just such a, such a dirty, evil, awful game that, that they're involved in. Like these people, man, thank you for doing this. And thank you for holding these people accountable because it's just so maddening. You guys, if you look here, so you hear the urgency, you know, $50,000 $50,000 is what they're asking for the fundraising limit it's at 19,500 so please and if you're listening to this later um, we're looking at we the on the main page We the patriots
1: USA. USA. USA.
0: Org. I'm sorry I'm sorry we the patriots USA.org and uh we're we're looking at the main page here there's several different lawsuits we're going to get into it all tonight but uh yeah, you guys, just a call to action. You know, if you have a little bit to spare, like this would be a very good cause. You know, I know Brian. I've known Brian for a while. I know that he does. He's very passionate about this work, and that they are they are not backing down. And that's what we need in this fight. You know, so you know, hopefully, we can all put our money where our mouth is. I've supported We the Patriots financially before. It's uh, it's important. It's important stuff. So.
1: Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, it's really kind of um, fund funding has has really um, in in many ways. Uh, I won't say completely dried up. Obviously, we still have donors uh, who do commit, but it's 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 taken a, a downturn just like anything else because of the economy. When yeah. people are trying to just put food on the table for their kids or to mm-hmm. put ga- a tank of gas in their cars, <laughs> um, the last thing they're thinking about is charitable giving. And I get it, but this mm-hmm. is by design, Scott. You yeah. know that this globalist plot against the American people, against our... Uh, against especially patriots, okay, this this is designed so that people can't fight back because they know it takes a lot of money to fight back. The only way we're ever going to win set um, precedent, federal precedent, especially at the Supreme Court level, but it also on the federal circuit courts throughout the United States, they know that's extremely expensive. And the only way people are going to be able to do that is if we're in good economic times and people can donate like they were last year or the year before and things were much better. They know if they can put the squeeze on us, put the hurt on us, in our wallets in our pocketbooks then there's no way we're going to be able to fight back because the ordinary person just isn't going to have it anymore yeah. and, and so and so pe- that's getting lost in this you know even on a lot of conservative talk radio even people that i admire greatly that are on our side what's getting lost is that they a direct objective of this is to stop fundraising stop crowdfunding for this kind of litigation sure. that is Trust me, that's near the top of their list of objectives because they know that if we're able to push this through the courts like they've been doing for the past decade or two, pushing all their agendas through the courts, they know that if we ever get the money together to do the same, it's going to immediately eliminate all the hard work they've done to change American culture, American society for the worse. And most dear to that is our freedoms. Our liberties, liberties, they know if they can completely eliminate that, or if, if they can completely shift, okay, the the uh, dynamic in America, then they can accomplish what they've set out to for all these years. Read Saul linsky's Rules for Radicals, mm-hmm. okay? It's right there. And one of the principles is to disarm the people and disarm them. There's a couple ways to disarm them obviously take their weapons away, take their guns away. Okay. Which is what they're trying to do now. And we have a second amendment litigation fund, as I mentioned, that's something else you can donate to. So we're going to need to defend those cases, but you also disarm them by taking away their right to fight back in court. That's another form of disarmament because, because think about it. There's, there's arms like literal arms. Okay. Like guns, but there's also the way to fight back through the legal system, through the justice system and, if they take that away from us, we're disarmed completely. We don't, we won't have guns. We won't have lawsuits either. So how do we defend ourselves? We can't.
0: Yeah. Well, 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 folks, look at this. I, I thought you Americans, I thought you liked your guns, folks. Look at this. The, uh, the, we, the, we, the Patriots USA second amendment legal fund is at $581. out of A uh, goal of 50,000. You guys, you guys, come on now.
1: <laughs> it's a goal of 500,000 actually.
0: Oh, is that? Oh, oh. Oh, it says fifty thousand.
1: Oh, it should say five hundred. Okay. So thank you for pointing that yeah, out yeah, I'm yeah. That.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you I, can help,
1: it. I can update that as soon as we, as soon as we get off the phone. But it should say five hundred because honestly, it's gonna take a lot more. Actually, it's seems to take more than five hundred thousand ultimately to fight back with all these uh, gun lawsuits. Do you read? Did did you read what they tried to do uh, or what they did? What passed actually in the Senate yesterday? No, um, tell
0: me about it. Tell me about it. And I had another question related to that too. But yes, go ahead.
1: But it's just, well, I mean, obviously, it's, um, you have these people that fancy themselves or call themselves conservatives that aren't really conservatives, just have an R after their name. Listen, it doesn't matter what political party you are. We are a nonpartisan organization, Mm -hmm. okay? We're not here to say Republican or Democrat or Libertarian or whatever you are is good or bad. We don't care about that. We just care about preserving freedoms. And so- Mm -hmm if you know we don't get involved in lobbying or political campaigning because we can't we're a 501 c3 what we do do is if horrible laws do get passed and people get hurt by them we stand at the ready to fight back in court um we fight things through the legal system we can't let that do things through congress or anything but we can fight through the legal system uh if people are being harmed if their rights are coming under attack and certainly it looks like gun rights i mean as soon as you had that shooting in Uval Uvalde a few weeks ago, a month ago. As soon as it happened, what did you see? They were coming out calling for a ban on AR-15s, then a ban on nine millimeters, a ban on ammunition. No one, no one uh, over uh, under twenty-one can buy a gun. I mean, all these restrictions. That's all they were thinking about. It's almost as if they had a script ready, isn't it, Scott? Yeah. It's almost as if like they had that planned. To, to, to use that to take our second amendment rights away. Hmm.
0: Funny how that works too. And not only that, but it's funny how like earlier in the year, all of us were saying, well, this is the season of false flags. Like we know, well, I'm quote unquote, false flags. Like we know there's going to be school shootings. It's going to be propped up in the media. We know it's going to happen. We know it's going to be an AR. We know they're going to come after the guns. And then sure enough, just as we called it. So that's weird. I haven't quite yeah. been able to figure that out yet, I, but it's a I very don't weird, call it a false flag. You yeah. That's why I say quite a, That's me I'm saying not, it. That's not Brian saying it. I'm
1: not going to say it didn't happen.
0: No, I'm not saying it didn't happen either. But yeah. I'm, I'm here's what I am going
1: to say though. Yeah. They exploit these things, whether they orchestrated it or whether it just happened because of conditions that they've created and mental health conditions and everything else. It doesn't really matter. What matters is they knew that something like this would happen. And so they're exploiting it. Those deaths of those poor children and staff members, they are using that and exploiting that to take our rights away. And that's what they planned all along. Every time one of these things come, one of these things happens, they... It's horrible to say, but they're happy because it's an opportunity. Yeah. All right. These people are evil people. Yeah. All right. There are people in power, believe it or not, that are happy that something like this happened because it's so horrific that it gives them a golden opportunity to take our rights away. All right. And you know what? I'm going to get slammed for saying that, but I don't really give a crap.
0: No, man, you're 100% right.
1: At at the end of the day, it's the truth because if they really cared, about keeping kids safe in schools, the first thing they'd be talking about is arming people at those school sites, securing those facilities, giving more guns to good people who are trained. And and the vast majority of gun owners in America are law-abiding gun owners that use guns safely. And they know that gun restrictions don't stop shootings because all we have to do is look at a city like chicago that has the worst violence the worst gun violence in the entire nation but also has the strictest gun laws in the entire nation gun laws do not stop bad guys from getting guns they stop good guys from from being able to defend themselves and their families and children like this. So if they really cared about children's lives, they'd be giving more guns to people. In the 1950s, when my dad grew up, they had a rifle club at his school and the kids would have the rifles on the back of their pickup trucks or whatever, or their parents would bring the rifles to school and they'd give the ammunition, to the shop teacher who also ran the rifle club, okay? And he put the ammunition in a locker. And guess what? When every kid had a rifle on the back and there, was, there were rifle clubs in schools, how many school shootings did you have, Scott?
0: None. Problem Zero. none. Yeah. The problem none. is
1: mental health and the conditions they've created in this country. It is not guns. Guns do not kill people. People kill people.
0: Yeah, it's the great equalizer. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, you know, when the whenever the the topic of the government wants to take our guns comes up, it's like the first thing I'm like, okay, well, how about you first? You government, you give up all your guns and all your private oh, security. Policy,
1: Kamala and- <laughs> Harris, get rid of your Secret Service detail. Get yeah. rid of your armed security. I yeah. want every single person in this country. Every single government official that calls for taking guns away to immediately fire their security detail or to at the very least to disarm them. Take the guns off of their holsters and ban guns from every security detail for for every person in this country. If guns in the hands of good guys, in the hands of trained individuals, don't save lives, then I want you to fire your security detail right now.
0: 100 percent. I agree.
1: Ban the Secret Service. Yeah, no I mean, sure. if, if guns do not help protect lives, why do you have the Secret Service armed? Yeah. Why?
0: Yep, exactly. And so until you're ready to, to do that, then I'm not ready to have this conversation with you at all. And it's just a bunch of right. smoking mirrors right. nonsense.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Just wait to see what happens at election time, yeah. because the American people are fed up with it. And again, I'm not advocating for any particular candidate, but I will say as a personal matter, just me as a person, not representing my organization. I know what needs to be done at the polls, okay? Um, and 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 we need to take this country back, uh, restore this country to its its former luster, because right now uh, we are on a very very dark path, and it's it's by design, like I said.
0: Yeah, it's it's brutal, man. So the question I had related to uh, the disarming of America, I'd I'd heard, so I was at Float Fest and there was a gentleman there that gave a really powerful presentation about ghost gun legislation that was coming up. Are you familiar with that? Like he was saying something, how something was passed where they were going to prohibit ghost guns starting in August, like that had already passed. Do you know anything about that?
1: Honestly, I don't know a lot about that. Okay. I haven't really looked into that too much. I'm sure we'll get calls about it, emails yeah, yeah. About it as it continues to progress. Yeah. Um, like I said, we can't do anything with legislation. So when people yeah. write me about legislation, I say, you know, I, I understand, uh, you know, there's there's other organizations you can contact about that. But unfortunately, we can't get involved in any kind of lobbying or anything. So you have to send them send them away. But, you know, certainly after laws have been passed, people are being harmed and they want to file lawsuits Mm -hmm. uh those are lawsuits that we can support and certainly um you know we can fight back in that way Uh, as i said education is also a big what you're doing is so important education is a big part of our mission we have broadcasts as well we have a podcast called faithful freedom with if you haven't checked that out check it out she's awesome uh she's actually one of our Uh, one of our plaintiffs in one of our lawsuits because she was fired by the PGA Tour for refusing mask and shot men, mask and testing mandates, excuse me. Um, And so that's how we became became acquainted with her. We are taking on her case against the PGA Tour, but then ultimately she decided to do a podcast for us because obviously with her broadcasting background. So it's called Faithful Freedom It airs every Wednesday. We just wrapped the final episode of the first season with Daniel Horowitz as our guest this Uh, morning it came out. And so we had 27 episodes in the first season. We're taking a summer break. We'll be back in the fall, but check it out. All the episodes are available on our website and also on our Rumble channel, We the Patriots USA Rumble channel. Um, But that's another way that we help to preserve our constitutional rights is through education, through broadcast, things like this. Uh, and that's why I always say, because I get invited on a lot of shows and they say, oh, thank you. They pat me on the back, litigation, you know, you're on the front lines. But guess what? You're on the front lines too, because free speech is under attack like never before. And that's another right that we will fight to defend. If anyone needs help uh, with a free speech, with a censorship lawsuit, you can come talk to us about that as well. But the ability, freedom of speech and freedom of the press, the, the ability to have this independent, alternative media channels like we have right now and exercise our First Amendment rights is so critically important. And that's what they want to shut down, too. So you just keep right on talking, keep right on shouting. I'm going to keep doing the same thing. Um, and and uh, and that's how we're going to take the country back.
0: Amen to that. Amen to that. Now, do you guys have any uh Actual cases right now involving Second Amendment issues or is this like preemptive in preparation for something that we know that's coming?
1: So it's preemptive. We do have one uh, potential case that we're looking into right now that I can't really give details of because we're still in talks. But we do have a case involving someone who's, you know, having his uh, his firearms uh, taken away from him um, as a result of a uh, it's it's really it's a it's a domestic dispute but they're trying to use that against him to take his is uh what we believe is an unconstitutional unconstitutional order from one state to another because he's actually living in a different state and so you have one state trying to tell him that he can't have a permit in another state and can't have his guns in another state so it's an interesting constitutional case because there's two different states involved um and like i said there's a family law aspect too so there's some complications to work out there so we do have a potential case But no, we don't have any actual lawsuits filed Mm -hmm. yet, but you cannot wait to be reactive. So many people say, okay, well, you know, when the time comes and push comes to shove and something's really happening and there's really an emergency, then I'll donate to you. But that's not the way it works because these lawsuits, I mean, you have to, they take an incredible amount of preparation. And to fundraise for this takes months, sometimes a year or more to fundraise for some of these lawsuits. So you cannot wait until there's an emergency. We need to file something because it could take six months to a year before we raise the money for it. You've got to have the money ready to go so you can file right away when someone's uh, either lives are in danger or their rights are in danger, their their guns are being taken away. You've got to have the the cash in hand ready to go for that. Um, And that's why we're creating this litigation fund. But we have a separate account. Uh, we keep all of our accounts separate. I, I, like I said, I'm very transparent. I'll talk about this publicly. We have a separate account in our bank account that's just marked our litigation fund. And that money's not touched except for litigation. So if somebody comes to us with a need, we have a reservoir that we can dip from, uh, we can we, we can dip into in order to pay for that lawsuit. Um, but right now, like I said, unfortunately, fundraising has really taken a sharp decline. At this time last year, I could go on a podcast and do an interview especially on a major national podcast and within a matter of hours literally sometimes within hours or within one day i could raise fifty thousand dollars for a lawsuit now um look at the goal for jenna campos case her daughter elisa campo uh who needs the kidney transplant here's someone whose life hangs in the balance here's a young girl who's critically ill and is being denied a life-saving organ transplant i mean and it, just because she's refused the shot and that's a fifty thousand dollar goal and we haven't even hit the twenty thousand mark and i've been do i've been advertising going on podcasts with her mom uh, probably at least a dozen podcasts and some of them mm-hmm. big national podcasts with major audiences hundreds of thousands of listeners and we've we, we haven't even raised 20 grand mm-hmm. and that's after three months mm-hmm. um and, and this is a life or death and if people aren't going to donate to a life or death situation what are they going to donate to so um just take a look at that and again people Please dig deep or, and, and, and even if you can't give a lot, share it with, share it everywhere. Take these donation links and just share, 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 share all over social media. That's the other way we defeat the censorship. Because we're blocked in all the major, blocked or banned from all these major platforms for speaking truth. Um, they kick us off. Obviously, you know, YouTube kicks us off every time. Ta- every time we try to post one of Terran's shows, it seems we get kicked right off. Twitter, same thing. They'll ban us. They'll give us warnings. Facebook will give us warnings. Um, we're on Telegram. We have a great Telegram channel. Oh. I encourage everyone to sign up and follow. I don't know how many listeners you have, but um, it's growing every day, I'm sure. And absolutely share everyone that Telegram channel because my business partner, Dawn, manages that. and She is just a mastermind at finding all of the best news from all of the real news sources all across the internet and putting them all in that one place as well as updates about our cases our programming all of the latest things that are happening with our organization that's the fastest most up-to-date way to get informed of it it's by joining that telegram channel so if you just go to we the patriots usa search for that on telegram mm-hmm. direct link is t.me forward slash we the patriots usa you can sign up for our telegram channel because you'll get a wealth of information there.
0: That's fantastic. All right. Cool. I didn't even know about that, man. Like I'm learning a lot. I didn't even know you had a podcast. That's so great, man. So good job. Good job. Uh, you know what else I think it, it is you can attribute this all to is that I feel like as these kind of as, as the mandates lifted, as things kind of gone back to normal, I think people are just kind of tuning out. You know, like I see it on my end, like you know, on the listenership, like it's not what it was. Like it's just, just like mm, like people like the COVID mandates went away. And people are just like, oh, it's fine. Life is back to normal. I can just go back to doing what I was doing in 2019. I think that's a big factor, too. I really do. And it's it's uh, but I think, you know, arguably, you know, we're going into something like we haven't even seen yet. So, you know, I really love I mean, to me, that's that's a fighter right there. Someone who's preemptively taking action towards something that we know is going to be an issue. So I really admire and uh appreciate the fact that you're being preemptive about the Second Amendment lawsuit. And that's 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 that's, a, that's true. Uh That's true patriotism right there. That's good. Okay, well, I want to shift over to this case now, um, uh, and then we can go wherever you want to focus. But but you were talking about uh, Jesus Campo, or Cano. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about his story.
1: So Sergeant Jesus Cano, uh, you did pronounce it right. Um, okay. He is an Army sergeant, first class, 21 years of service, honorable service, three combat deployments okay combat deployments overseas he went to afghanistan Uh, he also had a mobilization to fort lee um this guy is an american hero all right he got gi benefits and transferred his gi bill benefits his 9 11 gi bill benefits to his children so they could attend college he divided among them so they could each get benefits to attend college Uh, one of his sons actually is studying is going to be attending um chiropractor school i believe in the chiropractic school in the in the fall so he trans so they're depending on these gi benefits well they told him you are going to be discharged from service and lose your gi benefits and have to pay back the benefits we gave you simply because you refused the shot mm-hmm. you refused the covid shot because he has a religious objection just like jenna compo she had uh you know her she and her daughter have sincere religious objections sergeant Cano. He has a sincere religious objection to getting this COVID shot. He doesn't want it. He applied for religious exemption. It was denied. Just last Friday, he received a separation counseling from his command saying he's going to be separated. Uh, and and the date right now they have on there is July 1st, I believe. Um, so time is running out for him as well. We've only raised 17000 in change for him. And he has a $50,000 goal as well. Um, so actually, I think his is a little higher. His is at um, $75,000. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, um, it's hard keeping them without my without all of my notes and spreadsheets yeah. in front of me. To remember all the lawsuits off the top of my head is hard. But we have many different fundraisers. But yes, his is $75,000. we have only raised $17,000 and change. Mm-hmm. And we can't file it because we can't, you know, in, in in Elisa Campo's case, because it's life and death for the 17-year-old girl who, by the way, just became, she was adopted from Ukraine and just became a U.S. citizen last, yeah. last Wednesday. Wow. So congratulations to her yeah, but phenomenal. it's life and death for her so we filed that lawsuit already in court we fronted that money even though we don't we haven't raised it yet mm-hmm. okay we fronted it out of our donor funds yeah. uh out of our litigation fund for this this young girl mm-hmm. okay but we need to restore it because again we, we can't keep operating that way and we can't do it for everyone so we couldn't do it with sergeant cano we couldn't just front the 75,000 um because if we keep doing that we'll be out of business within a couple of days we don't have that much money to just front everyone who needs needs our help. We have to fundraise first before we can go into in, into court on, on behalf of these individuals, and that's why I put in the time to do these interviews all across the country uh, because we, we need to fundraise. Unfortunately, the response has been very low. Um, you know, I, I like I said for most of these podcasts uh, of late. Um, you know, sometimes I'll go on these shows and lucky if I get you know four or five don- donations. Um, so please don't assume that others are contributing. And I think that's a reason why we don't get a lot of donations too, is people assume that everyone else is donating. Yeah. Most people aren't donating. No. Okay, you donate, you're going to be a select few. So uh, we have to change that, change that men- mentality. And I hate to keep talking about money, but again, if, if, if we don't get it, none of this is happening. You can forget yeah. about our organization. You can forget about taking back our rights, winning any court cases precedent. You can forget about all of that. If we don't get the funding, so um, I have to talk about it. You know, I'd, I'd be yeah. a fool not to talk about it because then people think we're doing fine. If I don't talk about it, they're like, "Okay, well, you don't really need it. Look, you're filing all these lawsuits. You must be flush with cash." It couldn't be further from the truth. So Sergeant Kano needs our help because this is a true American hero. Yeah. When we talk about heroes. Um, he has put his life on the line going into combat. Okay, for the American people, for your freedoms, and now that same service that he has served so honorably the United States Army is looking to discharge him without honors by the way not honorably I don't think it's dishonorable discharge but there's something in between there's mm. honorable discharge dishonorable and there's something in between uh not honorably
0: because yeah because okay. speaking of second amendments like a dishonorable discharge disqualifies you from owning a fire yeah
1: well <laughs> no it won't be a dishonorable yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. gonna yeah. be discharged but not honorably Mm. So there, there's a, there's three levels as as I understand it. There's an honorable discharge, discharge, but not with honors, not honorable. And then there's a dishonorable discharge.
0: Mm-hmm. Not going to mm-hmm. get a
1: dishonorable discharge. But the the point is, he'd be discharged without honors, and would not be eligible for any GI benefits, and would have to pay back the benefits he got. Jeez. That that's how he's explained it to me. That's how it's been explained to him from his his command. So un, unfortunately. Um, it looks like he's going to be losing a lot if he doesn't get this, uh, if we can't fight this in court for him. The reason why it's 75,000, some of them are only 50, some of them are 75, some of them are 100. This is a very complex case. because You're dealing with the Department of Defense, of Defense yeah, you're yeah. dealing with, with military law, and we have to uh, work in conjunction with a military lawyer. It's very complex. It's not just a simple lawsuit that you would file in civil court. When you're dealing with military tribunals, there's a lot more. Uh, complexity there and a lot more layers there than there are in an ordinary lawsuit. Yeah. So, um, uh, but the point, again, is to set the precedent. So if this works its way through the channels it, or gets to the United States Supreme Court, and we have a case at the Supreme Court saying that the Army can't discharge, the military cannot discharge someone simply for refusing a shot, then that could apply across the board. It could apply to all service members. Okay, that's why these cases are so important. You say, well, this is just one army sergeant. Why are we going to give him money? Because it's not about just him. Mm -hmm. It's about setting the precedent. And anyway, you should want to give him you should want to support him anyway, because, again, he's an American hero and he put his life on the line for you. He put his life on the line so that we could talk like this.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: So so he needs our, our help. He stood up for us. It's time for us to stand up for him.
0: Amen. So, uh, so you're, this is taking place in a tribunal type setting. So this is a different type of court than, uh, your traditional.
1: Well, no, 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 no. But, but I mean, as he's appealing,
0: through
1: yeah. the, he's appealing his denial of the religious exemption. He he has to meet with a certain council internally, which mm-hmm. is dealt with at the military level. No, the case itself, we would file okay. at federal court, uh, the, okay. when it gets to the actual lawsuit stage, but there may be, I'm not a military lawyer. There may be a military tribunal at some point that that would weigh in. I am not particularly uh, adept at military law because that's a whole nother animal and I don't practice it. Okay, so I just want to be clear about that. But uh, but no, we we do need uh, we do need to uh, contract with a military attorney who does have that expertise, who can help us navigate those those waters because they're very complex, as I said. But, um, you know. He's, I I just, he's out in New Mexico, by the way. Okay. Okay. Um, Just so everybody knows he's actually, um, he's an immigrant. He came as a child with his parents. I believe when he was like four years old, he came as a child from Mexico um, to the United States. Again, did it the right way. Just like Elisa Campo just became a citizen last week. Did it the right way. Came with his parents, became citizens of this country legally um and he's been serving for 21 years serving his country giving back because he loves the country so much that welcomed him as a citizen he decided to devote his life his entire adult life pretty much most of his adult life he's devoted to uh serving the country and putting his life on the line so what better um i can't think of a better example uh than this combat hero that we could give to because like i said he's he's I, I, he does. he's actually, you know, talk the talk, you know, when, when you know, he's, he, he's, he's put his life on the line for us. So um, we are big supporters of veterans rights. Obviously, as I mentioned, my business partner, Dawn, she is a 9-11 Navy veteran. Okay. So obviously she's very passionate about supporting veterans and active duty service members like Sergeant Kano. So we've had a variety of military service members and veterans reach out to us. We have another case with a military veteran, Bill Salier who was denied ivermectin at a Walmart pharmacy and at a Hy-Vee supermarkets pharmacy, when he was, he and his wife were both denied and they were extremely ill with COVID, like seriously ill. And they got the prescription from Dr. Molly James and the pharmacist hung up on the doctor, even though she's saying fill it, you know, I prescribed it, hung up on her, refused to fill it. We filed a federal lawsuit in Minnesota against Walmart and Hy-Vee supermarkets. Good. On behalf of Bill Salier, who's a U.S. Marine veteran. He's a retired U.S. Marine um and let me tell you he's tough as nails and we stood up for him our slogan at we the patriots usa is when you stand up to tyrants we stand up for you yeah and and and, and that's and that's exactly what bill did as well so big supporter of veterans there are veterans out listening that need help or or active duty service members that need help please reach out to us because we want to stand behind you
0: Absolutely. And I I think, you know, people like that, what you just described, like that pharmacist coming between a patient and their doctor and a potentially life threatening situation like this is way beyond civil uh, law. This is like that's like attempted murder right there. Sorry. Sorry, like that's human criminal. rights.
1: That's why I said at the beginning, it's a human rights violation too. It's not even just about the constitution at that point. Now it's a human rights violation. You're literally trying to stop someone from getting life saving treatment. You're interfering with the doctor. The doctor's yeah. trying to treat somebody to save their lives, and you're going to step in and say no. You're not going to save this person's life. Excuse yeah.
0: me. Yeah, yeah, that's so evil. It's so evil. So okay, so that's good. So we're, we're this case is going to be in federal court. But so therefore, do we have any precedents? that you can work off of? Like, do, are, is there other case law or other cases that have resolved already that you can draw off of to help support this case?
1: Sergeant Cano's case, you mean? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we did have a victory for the Navy SEALs a couple months ago. Did you hear about that one? Uh, no,
0: like, well, maybe that, I think so. Yeah, well, help that, me out.
1: There there was a victory uh, for Navy SEALs um, who were um, going to be, um, removed from um in in that case i believe it was re- i'm trying to remember the details because it wasn't our case but were removed from um uh, certain certain type of detail uh, overseas deployment that they weren't going to be allowed um who wanted to be deployed who wanted to to fight and certain missions were going to be demoted I, I don't think they want to be kicked out but we're going to mm-hmm. be removed from a certain uh, level of service, and the the court said that you can't do that. So uh, we have had some victories, um, but they have not um, they have not been um, far reaching yet to the extent we uh, that we really need them to be. and that's why and they weren't specifically on point with Sergeant Cano's situation where he's losing mm-hmm. his GI bill benefits and being kicked out after 21 years, being c- completely removed from the service. In the case of the Navy SEALs, I don't believe they were being threatened with discharge. Um, it's just that they weren't going, they were being assigned differently based on their, their vaccination status. Uh, and the court said, you can't do that. But apparently uh, the army didn't get the memo because yeah. they're deciding to discharge a 21 year combat veteran hero um, uh, th- from from the service simply because he won't get it. So. Uh, we stand at the ready to defend him as soon as we get the money. But again, they're going to suppress this anywhere you publish this, anywhere you're streaming this is going to be yeah. suppressed and censored because they do, they absolutely do not want this getting out. They don't want people supporting him. We have a fundraiser right on our homepage for Sergeant Kano, so you can go when you first get to our homepage under the, you'll see it. it's right at the top under the features section, and you just click on any one of those features. In this case, the the feature that you have up on the screen now is Sergeant Kano's feature. Yeah and that brings you directly to his fundraising page tells yeah. you a little bit about the case his story and then gives you an option to donate right there on the page you can donate through credit card PayPal Venmo or even send a check uh, yeah. you, can send, you can send a check or money order uh if you wanted to donate anonymously you could do it that way by just sending a check um you know there there are options there so you see I can't quite read on your screen what the total is but it's 17000 i know and change yes
0: 17433
1: Yes. And so yeah. the goal is 75000 for him. Yeah,
0: though. yeah, um, exactly. so We have a
1: long, long way to go, long um, way to go. Um, you know, but I believe we can do it if, again, if enough people donate and then share, share, share. Don't just, you know, people make a $10 or $20 donation, that's wonderful, but then they don't share it with anyone. And that's yeah. a lost opportunity because they each yeah. person might have five or 10 friends who would do the same if yeah. they just shared it. Either by emailing it, forwarding it through email, or sharing it on their social media, they may get 5, 10, 15, 20 friends each to donate the same. And then we could literally have it funded within a matter of a couple of days if everybody did that. But most people don't take the time. Um, I, listen, I understand people are busy. Again, I understand people are hurting in the wallet, but you've got to, if you really want to preserve this country and take back this country for your children and your grandchildren, you, you you've got to take the time to do things like this. This is how you can be. A patriot on the front line people say well what can i do what good is just ten dollars what good is twenty dollars um what good am i really gonna do you know you guys what you guys are doing is monumental that's great but i can't really do anything i'm just one person but again the money makes a huge difference because if everybody does that and then shares it we can amass a gigantic legal fund and then we can really stand a chance of fighting back and winning in court
0: Totally. And I, I just looked at this too. So this is uh, on your donate page, you do have a monthly donation option. That was something I was going to ask if you guys had that set up And that's, that's something that like what you're talking about, like if you can budget for a certain amount of expected income each month, then that, that would give you a little more breathing room, a little more leverage to anticipate what you can take on. And uh, so, you know, it's like you guys, you know, we, we all subscribe to like podcasts that we like. We usually throw five bucks a month that uh, you know, our friends that we enjoy listening to. Uh, you know, I, I support Ricky Verandes. I support the grand theft world podcast, you know, like I throw them monthly reoccurring donations. Uh, there's a guy named John Loth who reads a lot of audiobooks. I give him five bucks a month cause he does it all for free. Like it's important to support people that we appreciate the work that they do. And so like, this is a great way. This is a great way. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a commitment to sign up for five bucks a month after, after we finish the show here. So there you go. There you go, guys. Thank you, Scott. So, yeah, thank you. It. thank, thank it you so nothing.
1: much. But that's huge. I mean, could you imagine if we got, you know, ten thousand or twenty thousand people yeah. to give five five twenty thousand people giving five dollars a month yeah. will be a hundred thousand a month.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and, oh. and
1: granted, though, granted that might only be one lawsuit a month or two lawsuits a month. Okay, but still, that's huge. Yeah, that's a lot more than we have coming in now. We have been able to file all these lawsuits across the country that I just mentioned, and more that I haven't even mentioned yeah. yet that we yeah, have dude, I want. To file.
0: I want to help Brian sue every branch of the military. We want to put the military out of business. No, you no, know, no, no. Okay.
1: You I know. want the military to be stronger than ever, but okay. I want it to be stronger than ever with Patriots. I want it to be stronger yeah. than ever with people who believe in religious freedom. Yeah. I want to defend religious freedom and medical freedom and all those things. Um, and right. it will be stronger than ever if um, they can do the right thing and stop politicizing the, the United States military and and just uh, you know do what they what they're, what they were commissioned to do by our, uh, our our great constitution and that is to defend the American people to defend our rights yeah. our freedoms and our lives. Okay, that's what they're there for. They're not there to be making political statements about vaccinations or public health or anything else. Okay, Um, that's what they exist to do is to serve the people and to defend the people. And we love them and we want to support them as much as possible, both active duty and veterans. Um, So please, please, please reach out to us if you need help. You know, I come on these podcasts not just to ask for money, but also to ask for more cases uh, if you need help certainly contact us i can't guarantee if the funding doesn't follow i can't guarantee we'll actually be able to help in that moment but at least we can put you in the hopper and as more people continue to come and donate uh the monthly donations are huge because like yeah. like like i said with that example we had a commit to 10 campaign it's still technically there but we haven't uh didn't take off quite the way that we wanted it to but uh, we asked every just to donate ten dollars a month and ask ten friends to do the same there you go friends or family members because then you know, if, if each person did that and was able to get 10 other people to do it, imagine how quickly that would take off and would be funded overnight. You don't need, uh, although it would be great to have one or two or five people to come forward and give a million dollars each or two million dollars. Yeah. That would be wonderful, but it's just not likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's much more likely is to get many thousands donating a very small amount, like five or ten dollars a month. That's much more likely. But unfortunately, due to censorship. Due to the suppression of free speech in America, it's actually in some ways harder to get 10,000 people to give $5 oh, yeah. than it is to get one or two people to give a million. Yeah. Um, I actually would have a, an easier time, I think. Um, I think I'll find that one or two persons, people to give a million dollars before I'll find 10,000 people to give five or ten.
0: Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. because and, and of and the censorship. Yeah. And as a content creator, I definitely, I definitely see that too. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, it, it is what it is, man. Like it's, it's tough. And I, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know. When if anybody out there figures it out, let me know. It it out, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. So well, us let, let's, uh, was there anything else that you want to make sure that we know about the uh, Sergeant Kano case?
1: Um No, that's pretty much it. Like I said, he's an American that's hero. True. Please consider yeah. donating to his cause because, you know, his deadline for discharge is coming up really quickly and we need to, yeah. We need to mobilize quickly to help him um, if we're not able to help him. The worst case scenario, if you donate and we don't hit the goal, your yeah. money still goes to all the to gets pulled together for all of the other causes. We have a lot of people that reach out to us. So mm-hmm. the, so that 17000, um, ultimately, if, if, if we can't file something for Sergeant Cano, if, if it, we just never reach that goal, um, it could ultimately be used for other cases or to t- towards other initiatives. Uh, for our organization, because uh, we have so many people reaching out to us, not every case is a seventy-five thousand dollars case. Yeah. Sometimes it's only twenty. Uh, well, sometimes it's, it's small, twenty-five thousand. It's generally fifty to a hundred, but sometimes um, if it's something that's uh, not quite as involved, it could be smaller, like twenty-five thousand. Although we haven't had a twenty-five thousand dollars case in quite a while, because most of these are so complex, they're almost all fifty to hundred now. But um, you know, there's other little things though like writing a demand letter. It's not necessarily a lawsuit. If somebody's being threatened with termination or have their religious exemption denied at work or at college, we we have our attorneys sometimes write demand letters to try to get those reversed and we've been very successful in getting a lot of those reversed without having to go to court. So that's 2500 or so each time we have to write a demand letter. Um Amazing. that money could go to something like that too. So your money's never wasted is my point even if ultimately we don't reach the goal, the, the money's all going to be put towards our charitable mission for the public benefit, for the public good. Uh, that's what we exist for. So all of the money ultimately uh, goes to our mission. But our goal, obviously, is to help Sergeant Kano. We, we don't want to let him down. Uh, we don't want time to run out for him. Um, and, you know, we will continue to fundraise as long as possible, as long as he wants to stay in it. Uh, we will continue uh, trying to hit that goal. Um, but obviously at a certain point, if, you know, (laughs) a couple of years go by or something, we're not able to able to reach it, then, uh, we have to help other people. And, uh, like I said, if we get those monthly donations coming in though, this is less of of an issue because Scott, like you said, I can sit down, I can budget and say, okay, how much is going to be coming in next month? So we have, you know, you know, X, Y, Z amount, amount of dollars. And we have person A, person B, person C that's asking us for help. What can we realistically do over the next month or two months or three months based on our monthly income? Uh, When you don't know from one month to the next what you're getting, you're just on a wing and a prayer. And that's no way to run an organization. But, you know, ultimately, I I do think, uh, you know, I not only think I know that God will provide. You know, I'm a man of faith. I believe in God and I believe that he's going to provide for us and the money is going to come there um so that we can help so many more people because i don't want to be in the position of turning people away i mean right now unfortunately the numbers being what they are as far as funding i i turn people more people away than i actually help even though we have all these lawsuits i mentioned in all these different states it sounds like a lot probably 10 times the amount of people or more than that have reached out to us asking for help and we just can't because we don't have the money that some of the big boys do we don't have you know seven, eight, nine-figure budgets, like some of them do, um, who can take on every case pro bono. We just can't do that. Um, we want to get to that point. That's that's the whole point. We have the expertise. We have the knowledge. We have the skill. We have some of the best damn lawyers in the country, and I'll stand behind that. Okay. We can do it. We have a phenomenal legal team. Every We have everything in place to do it. The only thing that's missing is funding. And what I always tell people is if we've done this much, look at our website, look at our history, we've put our money where our mouth is, we've filed these lawsuits, we've won victories. If we've done this much on a shoestring budget, can you imagine what we would accomplish if we got some real dollars backing us?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well... This episode is going to go out on Infowars on Saturday. I'll upload it to my Infowars channel, and so that'll get some nice some nice traction there. You know what I mean? Like that's probably my biggest audience, honestly. <laughs> so, so hopefully, yeah, Saturday. we love
1: Infowars. I was yeah. on Alex's show that's, actually. What oh, was
0: that a couple months ago. A few months ago, I saw you. I was like, in oh, January,
1: okay, back yeah, in January. I was on the Alex Jones show. You so yeah, yeah but I saw um, that. but yeah, that that was great. We we love Infowars. Listen, um, you know, uh, it's it's gonna take an army of us together, pooling our resources together, yeah. uh, in order, in order to fight this. And, um, you know, I just want to tell you real quick while yeah. we're wrapping up, cause I know we're we're coming to the bottom of the hour or the top, whatever you call it, but, um, we have some other cases. I mentioned the CRT oh. case Yes, critical race theory. We yeah. had some, um,
0: so tell me children. about this critical race theory one real quick
1: yeah we had some children that were very severely harassed after their parents fought back to remove critical race theory from the curriculum in schools in Guilford, connecticut uh that's a case that we are supporting financially again uh we've little very little raised for that one so we need a lot more donations um um yeah i see it right on the screen where it says no to yep. racism with the girl at the chalkboard if you click on that that's the critical race theory fundraiser yep. and We are filing, uh, we are supporting a lawsuit uh, that these parents are filing uh, against the Guilford, Connecticut public schools. Critical race theory is toxic indoctrination. All right. There's nothing about equality or about promoting equity, which is really false equity, false equality, I should say. Um, There's nothing about it in there. It's actually about promoting racism. It's it's Mm -hmm. about saying that certain uh, races are better than others. Certain races, uh, particularly Caucasian race, uh, oppresses others, and uh, therefore uh, there, we have two kinds of people in the country. We have oppressors and the oppressed, and that they're trying to reverse that. And that's what they're they're teaching kids. They're teaching kids that America has always been racist. Uh, that uh, that all of our constructs, uh, all of our American values, are based on racism, which couldn't be further from the truth. Um, what When American values are upheld, all races do better. When American uh, 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 prosperity is reigning in America, that's reigning for all races. Um, the, the problem is what, what the people who advanced CRT have done, If they supported um, constructs that actually um, are more racist, that mm. actually uh, serve to perpetuate the um, the uh, the disparity between races in terms of, of class and wealth, the policies that have been put in place in this country over the last five or six decades have actually, even though they've been done in the name of promoting equality and eliminating racism, have actually widened the gap, widened the disparity more than ever. Um, things weren't as bad in many ways uh, for people of color um economically 50 years ago as they are now they're much worse you have many more families living in poverty many more fatherless families than you had back then and why is that it's because of these policies that have been put in place and teaching things like critical race theory just further incenses um animosity between races and encourages racism um, and teaching that to our children is just pure evil just like our transgender ideology lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Boston Public Schools told Brian Ruka that he could not opt his son out of an assignment, an assignment in English class. This wasn't sex ed, and that's why they wouldn't let him opt out. We only let opt out for sex ed. This isn't sex ed. We're just having him read a story called The Gender Reveal, uh, in which a 13-year-old, African-American boy comes out at his birthday party as non-binary and is celebrated, is met with huge celebration from all his family and friends. And so it's teaching the kids, oh no, it's just reading comprehension. We're not teaching them that transgender, uh, idea, transgender values or, or transitioning is good. Uh, we're not teaching them about that. We're just, it's just a reading comprehension assignment. Just happens to be about a 13 year old boy coming out as non-binary at his birthday party, but it's not gender. We're not teaching gender theory. We're not teaching sex ed or anything like that. So you can't opt out of it, even though you've released subjection. They told them, no, you can't opt out because it's an English class and not a sex ed class. So, okay. Um, so now they can infiltrate all the other subjects. And be, believe it or not, it's even in things like math. If you look at some of the common core curriculum, math, science, history. They can infiltrate in all these other subjects. And because it's not technically sex ed, they can't opt out of it. And they can tell them we're going to deny your religious objection. Well, the first amendment says otherwise, and this is a public school, city schools, Boston city schools. And so we are supporting a federal lawsuit. Uh, we're trying to fund a federal lawsuit against Boston public schools for this. Brian Ruka has his own podcast now called Right and Wrong. Mm. You can look that up, he just started that. He's awesome. He was on with Taryn on our Faithful Freedom podcast as a guest a couple of weeks back. You can watch that episode as well to learn more. But um, it was also featured in the Daily Wire, his story. If you go to Daily Wire and just look up Brian Ruka, R-U-K-A, it'll come right up. And I think the name of the article was do do conservative families just have to shut up and take it or something like that. Um, There was there it is. Do conservative religious families have to just shut up and take it? Father denied religious exemption for young sons, gender ideology assignment. That was on the Daily Wire. Okay, and we um, I was put in touch with Brian by the author of that article by the reporter. So I'm happy uh, to report that we got in touch and Brian wants to take on this lawsuit and we are funding for him a $50,000 goal. You can donate to his cause as well. Um, if you donate specifically using PayPal or Venmo, there's a way to put a note in. If you donate by check, you could obviously handwrite the note. You can put a note right on there that which case you wanted to go towards. Or you could just say wherever it's needed most and we can decide to, do, to give it to one case or the other, depending on how close we are to our goals, what our needs are at that time. Um, but, yes, uh, that's another lawsuit that's sorely needed because again, they're trying to indoctrinate our children. Whatever people's individual choices are with their bodies, we are not here to tell them what they can do or not do. But when they start pushing it on children and telling them that, you know, they should really consider, you know, whether they're a girl, whether they're a boy, whether they're ne- neither, and really start getting them thinking about that when they weren't even thinking about it. And now all of a sudden, you have so many more people, so many more children who are struggling with this, and it's causing them a lot of uh, mental health issues. My, my good friend, Dr. Mark McDonald of the Frontline Doctors, he just did an interview. It's floating around. You'll see it on, I think it's on BitChu, 12-minute video, and it's very eye-opening about this. It's very enlightening, um, and he's been a psychiatrist, adolescent and child psychiatrist, I think for 25-plus years. And he talks about what he's seen and and the effects and the, how it's harming children and uh, we're actually planning an event that's going to be airing later this summer a live event with brian ruca the plaintiff from that case and dr mcdonald um and we're going to be um, having a forum it's going to be hosted by Taryn actually as a special special broadcast not okay. a podcast but a special live event we're going to discuss this uh the transgender curriculum and ideology in school so um, again we're fighting a variety of fronts if you uh support what we do if you support our work or at least some of it please consider um, donating as you see fit scott i can't thank you enough for giving me the giving me this platform um you know i I congratulate you on your new show i i support i support you i I love the work that you do you've got a great voice and um, again anybody wants to learn more or donate you can go to WeThePatriotsUSA.org. You can also follow us on Telegram, we the Patriots USA.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, Brian, thank you so much, man. appreciate the kind words and appreciate all the hard work you're doing. Can I ask you one more question on a personal sure. note? Sure. Okay. What's it like living in a red state? <laughs>
1: well, I love it. So <laughs> I um, escaped the Northeast and moved out West. I'm not going to... Um, Give my exact coordinates here but um i am i am living in a western state that's a red state and i am very very happy um you know again on a personal note we don't talk about red or blue as an organization but you asked me a personal question yeah yeah. uh, just about me speaking as brian i am very happy to be here (laughs) the first day i was here i moved uh, about a week and a half ago i heard i i I heard two guys outside a u-haul i was going in to get a u-haul rental I heard two guys outside talking about the cdc is a regulatory agency they have no authority to enact mandates or to enforce this but public health i handed them my business cards i said and you're speaking my language uh you know where i come from uh in the northeastern connecticut you would never hear that kind of thing and actually it came up twice within the space of yeah. an hour i heard another conversation with my neighbors that were talking similar things and just everybody's speaking your language they believe, and that's a language of freedom. It's not about, yeah. again, it's not about red. It's not about Republican. It's not what it's yeah. about. It's about freedom. They freedom. believe in the constitution. Freedom. They believe in individual rights and liberties and protecting those, protecting your bodily autonomy, your religious autonomy. That's what they believe in. So it's, listen, forget about political parties. Yeah. Every single person in America should believe in freedom. Yeah. That's, what this, that's what this country stands for. It's what it was founded on. Every single person should be a freedom thinker and a freedom speaker. Um, but unfortunately it has become so politicized, and that's just really sad. And um I, I'm glad to be in a place that uh, where, where my children, you know, can speak their minds freely and not be afraid to be attacked or harassed or threatened yeah. simply because they say the wrong thing. You know, I mean, maybe people disagree. That's okay. All right. I don't have a problem with sitting in a classroom and having different ideas, and some people maybe I'm more quote-unquote liberal, and some people maybe are more quote-unquote conservative or in the middle, and we're all exchanging ideas and sharing them, all right? That's fine. We don't have to all agree, but we shouldn't be hurting each other and attacking each other and censoring each other and, you know, arresting each other simply because we said the wrong thing. That's ridiculous. That's not America. That's a banana republic.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know if you know, but I'm actually in Tennessee now. Did, you, did I tell you about that? Yes, I oh, okay, did. Okay, you okay, mentioned yeah, it yeah. before oh, we went on air, actually. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. That's right. Sorry, I'm just like I uh, yeah, it's a long day. So yeah, Oregon to Tennessee, man, I can feel, I feel you. I feel you. It's amazing. <laughs> I have those conversations all the time now. All right, Ryan or Brian, excuse me. Thank you so much for sitting in with me today, you guys. We the patriotsusa.org. Um our website's rebunk.news. Um yeah. Brian, have a good evening.
1: All right, you too. God bless.
0: Please. Awesome.